The New Wing at Elsinore From Mr. Punch's Dramatic Sequels By Sinjin Hankin This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Hamlet Among the plays which seem specially to require a sequel, Hamlet must certainly be reckoned. The end of Act V left the distracted kingdom of Denmark bereft alike of king, queen, and heir presumptive. There were thus all the materials for an acute political crisis. It might have been imagined that the crown would fall inevitably to the Norwegian Prince Fortinbras, who, being on the spot with an army behind him, certainly seems to have neglected his chances. It is clear, however, from the sequel, that Fortinbras failed to rise to the occasion, and that Horatio, being more an antique Roman than a Dane, seized his opportunity, and by a coup d'état got possession of the vacant throne. Nor would Fortinbras appear to have resented this, as we find him subsequently visiting Horatio at Elsinore. There is, however, a nemesis which waits upon usurpers, as the sequel shows. The sequel, by the way, should have been called Ghosts, but that title has already been appropriated by a lesser dramatist. Dramatis Personae Fortinbras Read by Alan Mapstone Horatio Read by Grace Garrett Ghost Read by Algie Pug First Clown Read by Eden Ray Hedrick. Second Clown. Read by Lambda. And narrated by Elizabeth Clatt. Scene One. The platform before the old part of the castle, as in Act One. Horatio and Fortinbras come out of the house swathed in overcoats, the former looking nervously over his shoulder. It is a dark winter's evening after dinner. Fortinbras, shivering slightly. Tis bitter cold. And you are sick at heart, I know. The fact is, when I get a cold, I often can't get rid of it for weeks. I really think we may as well stay in. I'm sorry, but I can't agree with you. I shall sit here. Sits down resolutely with his back to the castle. Fortinbras, turning up his coat-collar resignedly. It's perfect rot, you know, to let yourself be frightened by a ghost. A ghost? You're always so inaccurate. Nobody minds a spectre at the feast less than Horatio but a dozen spectres, all sitting round your hospitable board and clamouring for dinner, a sight no one can bear with equanimity. Of course, I know it's different for you. You don't believe in ghosts. Ah! What was that? Nothing. I'm sure I saw a figure moving there. Absurd. It's far too dark to see at all. After all, what are ghosts? In the most high and palmy state of Rome, a little ere the mightiest Julius fell, people saw hordes of them. Just ring for lights. Let us make ourselves as comfortable as this inclement atmosphere permits. I'd ring with pleasure if I thought the bell had any prospect of being answered, but there's not a servant in the house. No servants? As my genial friend Macbeth would probably have put it, not a maid has left this vault to brag of. In other words, they left en masse this morning. Dash it all! Something is rotten in the state of Denmark when you, its reigning monarch, cannot keep your servants for a week. Ah, Fortinbras, if you inhabited a haunted castle you'd find your servants would give warning too. It's not as if we only had one ghost, they simply swarm. Ticking them off on his fingers. 
There's Hamlet's father. He walks the battlements from ten to five. You'll see him here in half an hour or so. Claudius, the late king, haunts the state apartments. The queen the keep, Ophelia the moat, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern the hall. Polonius you will usually find behind the air is murmuring platitudes, and Hamlet stalking in the quarters. Alas, poor ghost, his fatal indecision pursues him still. He can't make up his mind which rooms to take. You're never safe from him. But why object to meeting Hamlet's ghost? I've heard he was a most accomplished prince, a trifle fat and scant of breath, perhaps. But then a disembodied Hamlet would doubtless show a gratifying change in that respect. I tell you, Fortinbras, is not at all a theme for joking. However, when the new wing's finished, I shall move in, and all the ghosts in limbo may settle here as far as I'm concerned. When will that be? The architect declares he'll have the roof on by the end of March. Fortinbras, rising briskly. It is a nipping and an eager air. Suppose we stroll and see it. Horatio, rising also. With all my heart. Indeed, I think we'd better go at once. Looks at watch. The ghost of Hamlet's father's almost due. His morbid love of punctuality makes him arrive upon the stroke of ten, and as the castle clock is always fast, he's rather apt to be before his time. The clock begins to strike as they exeunt hastily. On the last stroke, ghost enters. I am Hamlet's father's spirit, doomed for a certain time to walk the night and for the day. Stops, seeing no one there. What? Nobody about? Why, this is positively disrespectful. I'll wait until Horatio returns, and when I've got him quietly alone, I will, a tale unfold, will make him jump. Sits down resolutely to wait for Horatio. Scene two. Before the new wing of the castle. The two clowns, formerly gravediggers, but now employed with equal appropriateness as builders, are working on the structure in the extremely leisurely fashion to be expected of artisans who are not members of a trades union. First clown, in his best Elizabethan manner. Nay, but hear you, goodman builder. Second clown, in homely vernacular. Look here, Bell. You can drop that jargon. There is no one here but ourselves, and I ain't amused by it. It's all very well to try it on when there is gentlefolk about. But when we are alone, you take a rest. Aye, Mary. Second clown, throwing down tools. Stow it, I say, or I will have to make you. Marry, indeed. If you mean yes, say yes. If you mean no, say no. All right, mate. It's bad enough staying up all night, building more rooms onto this confounded castle. I should have thought it was big enough and ugly enough without our additions. But I am to listen to your gaps. Help me. Hush! Here comes someone. They make a valiant pretense of work as Horatio and Fortinbras enter. Horatio, ecstatically, completely deceived by this simple ruse. My master builders. Idle dogs. Argal, goodman builder, will he nil he, he that builds not ill builds well, he that builds not well builds ill, therefore prepend. How absolute the knave is. He seems to me to be an absolute fool. Not at all a most intelligent working man. I'll draw him out. When will the house be finished, sirrah? When it is done, sir. Aye, fool, and when will that be? When it is finished, of course. There, what do you call that? Witty, eh? 
i call it perfectly idiotic if you ask me well well we'll try again and whose is the house fellow mary his that owns it ask another ha ha good again by the lord fortinbras as hamlet used to say the toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier it galls his kibe the toe of the courtier is getting so perilously near the person of the peasant you'd better get rid of the latter as soon as possible uh, perhaps you're right and yet i was always taught to consider that kind of thing awfully entertaining but there fashions change in humour as well as other things send them away fortinbras giving them money away with you fellows go and get drunk exeunt clowns horatio relapses into blank verse on their departure what think you of the new wing fortinbras the whole effect is cheerful is it not good large sash windows lots of light and air no medieval nonsense fortinbras who does not admire the building so i see no ghosts here eh to stalk about the rooms and fade against the crowing of the cock probably not and yet look there horatio there's something in the shadow over there moving towards the house it's going in stop it horatio here i can't stand this i'll cross it though it blast me stay illusion the figure stops are you aware sir that you are trespassing this is a private house my private house oh come you know you can't mean that your house considering that i am building it myself of course assisted by an architect i think you must admit there's some mistake ghost turning and advancing towards them Ooh, what do i care for your architect it's mine i say my house my plot my play i made them all oh my prophetic soul shakespeare the same i say confound it all do you propose to haunt the castle too yes the new wing it's really much too bad you filled the old part of the house with spectres i think you might have left the new to me that seems a reasonable compromise i shall stay here make up your mind to that but if you would like to share the wing with me i've no objection thanks i'd rather not i shall consult with my solicitor and if he can't eject you from the place i'll sell it ghosts and all come fortinbras exit with dignity curtain end of the new wing at elsinore by sinjin hankin